0: But why choose one when you get both? they got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni, plus the original, plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. All right, let's talk about capping the Derby. Because the Derby's a very unique event. And for many, it's the one race a year they're going to watch, the one race a year they'll attempt to bet, um, and I want to start with the the biggest thing. It's the field. These horses have never raced in nor will ever race in a field of this size again, unless they go international and end up uh, over in the Middle East uh, running in a massive 20-horse field. It just does not happen in American racing. Full stop. This is the first time they've ever lined up with 20 And for 99% of horses, it will be the only time they ever line up. So off the top, I will tell you the first seven seconds of this race, many, many, many times, while you can't win the race in the first seven seconds, you can lose it. I mean, I'll I'll never forget a couple years ago. There was a wonderful uh, horse I really liked. Uh, His race day ended the first, I don't know, three strides, horse named Mendelssohn. Uh, He was a very expensive horse. I think he was a $2 million purchase, maybe more. Um, And he got checked. You may as well have had Bob Probert next to him uh, in the gate. And he just got absolutely slammed, full momentum stopped. His race day was over, done. You you can absolutely lose any hope of winning at that start. Uh, 20 horses, for lack of a better term, and I know it lacks a little bit of nuance, it is a bit of a demolition derby. So, capping this, and we'll get to this during the Megapod, your draw is very important. How you break on the outside versus how you break towards the rail, Um, being stuck dead middle, what type of horse you are, do you want the lead, do you want to rate, stalk, whatever term you want to use, do you want to drop to the back and make one big run well all of that and where you line up and how you break and how the people around you break impact how your day is going to go and you know i always laugh when people oh well the jockey's just along for the i mean people have the stupidest opinions about horse racing jockeys are so vital because they have to make split second decisions It's no different than like Lewis Hamilton driving, you know, his Mercedes in F1 and acting like, well, the car just does all the work. That's fucking bullshit. Lewis Hamilton is making these split second decisions and stacking the right decision hundreds of times during a race and pairing it with an elite vehicle or ride in order to get the results he gets. Jockeys are no different. Sure, if you don't have the horse, you're probably fucked. But everyone's got a decent horse in the Derby. Everyone. And last year, I mean, we saw Rich Strike get in because a horse scratched late, and the ride by uh, Leon, the jockey, was absolutely incredible. He made three or four moves and decisions that, yeah, he needed to break the right way. Um, look, that that was his greatest day of his life. He'll never duplicate it. I don't think he's an elite jockey, but on that day. These moments were presented to him, an opening, a seam, a moment. And he not only made the right decision at the right moment, but he made a series of them that allowed that stirring run down the stretch at 100 to 1. Um, But the point I'm making to you is when you begin to cap this, understand your day can be over real quick. And it has nothing to do with anything you did. So an example of that would be uh, a horse I love and I'm ready to be hurt again. Uh, you've heard me talk about him before. Horse named Mage. Fountain of Youth, Florida Derby. He was the it horse. He's lost to Forte twice. And I will argue, and this will be a bigger part of the Forte fatal flaw segment. Guys, if this horse would learn to get out of a fucking gate, I'd argue he would have beaten Forte twice. This horse has a heart of gold. This horse runs his absolute, no pun intended, he runs his dick off. But he just can't get out of the fucking gate. This is a horse that wants to be up front, but because of his starts in the two biggest races of his life, has broken essentially dead last. And yet, there he fucking was, in contention in both, and certainly more so in the Florida Derby, where he was in the lead, down the stretch, And it took Forte everything to overcome that and pass him in the final strides. On Derby Day, if Mage can't fucking get his life together and learn how to break, he's dead. Because you break badly in an eight-horse field, it's hard enough. You break bad with 20? Oh, and by the way, it could potentially be raining and mud and kickback and getting checked. You're dead. You're dead. So, Mage is one of those horses. Break well, get lead, get in front group, get comfortable. Oh, very fucking dangerous. Very. Don't break well. Bye bye. And that's part of the handicap. The other angle is the distance. It's going to be a little bit further for these horses. Now, it doesn't sound like much to you, but when these horses are babies, you got eight furlongs in a mile, right? These horses will start out in races sometimes as short as five and a half furlongs. Six is a dead sprint. Up to seven. Up to the mile. Maybe you go a mile on a 16th. Or like the Florida Derby, you go a mile on an eighth. The Kentucky Derby's a mile and a quarter. It's going to be the furthest most of these horses will, will have gone or will ever go. It takes a lot for a horse to want to go further. Now look, everybody knows the distance of the Belmont, the test of a champion. Yeah, man, it's 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 a unique niche distance that horses just aren't asked to go. And look, some horses end up as specialists, if you will. You know, in Europe, they run extremely long races, but the Belmont is going to go a mile and a half. This is a mile and a quarter. And in between, they bring it back. Preakness. So the distance. This is where reading will come in, because if you're a salty vet, you know what I'm going to say to you. You're going to handicap the horse you're going to look at the family you're going to look at the breeding you're going to look at whether the horse wants to go a little further i happen to think there's a bomb in this race especially if it rains that is bred to go far that wants a little more distance we'll get to that later so you're talking about field size you're talking about the post draw you're talking about the distance and then what i call the prevailing traits of a winner of the Kentucky Derby. Generally speaking, do not freak out. You're always going to be able to cite things. But generally speaking, you want a horse that's on the front end, somewhere in that front group. Lately, it's been like, you know, always dreaming, winning it a few years ago in a wire-to-wire format. You want the horse that's going to grab the lead, get comfortable, and go. Now, last year was different because they ran a ridiculous nuclear, artificial and downright stupid pace they just decided to light each other on fire up front and that allowed for rich strike to do what he was doing um you're not going to get that most kentucky derbies because here's what happens and if you're a horse racing better and a a veteran and especially if you bet the new york circuit you know what i'm going to say here it's going to be a little bit of a rant but work with me so many riders ride fucking scared no i'm in no position to tell you that i'm ready to hop on a a freight train and ride with my toes being the only thing that hold me there get a little off balance fall off horse at 40 miles an hour dead i'm not saying that i'm saying riders from a style do not ride aggressively there are just so many riders you end up You don't want to finish last, so you end up never running for first. You end up running for second, riding for second. Certain races are begging for someone to take them by the reins and fucking ride. Take the lead, dictate pace, and do the job. And a lot of times, nobody wants to fucking go do it. And even more often when someone does, they let them get away with it. So when a horse is allowed to get up front, for our our beginners out there, if a horse is allowed to get up front and then slow it down, that horse is a major fucking threat because they got the lead, no kickback, got confident. Horses can get brave when they're on the front end. They're pack animals, and when they run and they are in the lead and they know they're alone, and then the jockey taps them a little bit, Grabs a little bit of a hold of him and goes, hey, catch your breath for a minute. We're good. We're just out here having a good time. That's a major fucking problem for the rest of the field. Now, if you're riding aggressively, and you see what's going on. And jockeys have the internal clock. They are incredible. Incredible. You see that's going on. It's indicative. It is. It is duty to me. Somebody go up there and bust their fucking balls. No free ride. Same thing in basketball. No easy buckets. Get up there and you go, listen, you want to slow this thing down? Too bad. Because at a minimum, I'm going to be sitting on your fucking shoulder and breathing in your ear. But a lot of times, you'll see it. And especially in New York these days, nobody wants to go up and get it done. There's one rider. I'll, I don't want to geek out. The point is, very few riders uh, are willing to get up and challenge. Um, you'll see a lot of races where everybody kind of looks around and it's the Spider-Man meme. Well, who, me? You? Who's on first? Who's on third? I don't know. I'm on second. Nobody wants the fucking lead, and then some idiot wins the race. I digress. But the point is, you want a horse that's generally going to be up front. I think it's always important to start the race with the perceived favorite. I handicap every race of my life this way. Start with the favorite. Can I beat him? Find a way to beat him. And believe me, you're going to look stupid sometimes. I'm the same asshole who tried to beat American Pharoah. Um, Learn my lesson with Justify. Sometimes greatness is just greatness. But I don't know that Forte is great. I just think he's the best of a very mediocre three-year-old group. Meaning, history's not going to look back at 2023 and go, that collection of three-year-olds was absolutely fabulous. It's not going to happen, but Forte's the best of them, but we'll get to him momentarily. Identify the favorites, identify potential greatness. Can you play against it? Or you do, you just need to acquiesce, tip your cap and go, this horse is a fucking machine and I got to find a way to make money with him. by who's going to finish behind him. The other one is in the back of your, your pocket, whether you're just Googling, whether you're studying, look for the wet pedigree. Look for horses that want to run in moisture, because more often than not, you're going to have rain on derby day. And certain horses just will not run in that shit. Other horses won't perform in anything but it. It's crazy, I know, but the breeding often dictates it. So...